0: Welcome to Living Water Radio. Bad news travels fast. So do viruses. How can we make the good news go viral? My name is Pastor David Burkettall. My wife, Rev. Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California and in San Dimas, California for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, Number Zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. Our regional celebration, virtual of course, of the International Week of Prayer for Christian Unity in the LA area was broadcast yesterday afternoon. It was hosted virtually by the St. Andrew Russian Greek Catholic Church in El Segundo, and most of those with leadership roles read from their homes. My wife, Rev. Sally Welch, a UCC-Christian Church Disciples of Christ clergy person in active retirement, and our son, had leadership roles in that service. Last year, we went to a physically present week of prayer service at the Church of the Good Shepherd Roman Catholic Church in Beverly Hills in the afternoon. That morning I had led worship and preached at Solheim Lutheran Home in Eagle Rock. I checked my phone after the service and found the shocking news. Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna and seven other people had died in a helicopter crash that morning. People at the week of prayer service were just getting the news when we got there, and you could feel the shock and grief of the city of Los Angeles and well beyond starting to descend. It was January 26th and we will mark the anniversary tomorrow. The story spread quickly. It went viral. We will tell the story of a man who lived an exemplary life. We will grieve and mourn the lost possibilities of that life. We will rightly tell the story of where we were when we first heard the bad, bad news. Two thousand years ago, a promising young rabbi with extraordinary gifts was killed, not by accident, but by the result of a conspiracy among the best of us. He was tortured and executed by people who believed that they were acting for the common good, and maybe a little bit for their own good as well. But as it turned out, the young rabbi didn't lose his life, and it wasn't taken away from him. He gave it as the final sacrifice. His blood drained out to restore the relationship with God for which humanity was created, to take our well-deserved punishment unto himself, to bridge the gap between God and humanity for a living faith with the one true living God. He was God, fully God, and he was human being, fully human being. We tell that story, the story of the violent death of a promising young man, as the good, good news. He gave his life out of love for the world, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life, starting now and continuing into the world to come. He was fully human, and he was fully God. Jesus told this parable about how the good news of God's already-but-not-yet-rain goes viral. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there, while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path. let anyone with ears listen. In Jesus' day, in a primarily agrarian economy, everyone had or had seen seed being sown. It wasn't planted the way it was today. It was thrown onto the ground from a bag at the sower's hip outward in a sweeping motion. It was cast broadly or broadcast, like this episode. What would happen to the seed would depend on the media on which it fell. Open ground where they get eaten by birds, rocky ground, thorns, or good soil. What would happen to the seed that grew in the good soil? It would yield more grain, some of which could be eaten, some sold, and some used to grow more grain. How much grain would depend on how much seed was saved for planting. Maybe you've heard the story of the invention of chess. It's been told in many varieties in many cultures. The story goes that when the inventor brought the game of chess before a great king, the king offered to give the inventor anything he wanted. The inventor laid out the chessboard and placed a grain of wheat on the first square. All I want is this grain, plus two grains on the second square, four on the third, eight on the fourth, and so on, doubling with every square. That's all you want, said the king, and he ordered it done. As the king's servants started loading the grain, it soon spilled over the board and then the throne room and then the palace until the king said, enough. Today, it's estimated that the number of grains doubled 64 times needed to fulfill the king's promise would be 2,000 times the world's entire production in a year. That's how things go viral, like the worldwide coronavirus pandemic. The curves for coronavirus cases, hospitalizations, and deaths have all been going down in L.A. County. They are all still way up there, but the numbers have been going down. Our main concern now is getting the vaccine and being sure that there will be enough of it for the second shot. Do you remember the Pantene commercial, the shampoo where a woman's face appears on the screen and she says, I told someone? Then there are two of her on the screen and the faces say, and I told someone. And then there are four faces on the screen, and they say, and I told someone, until the whole screen is filled with little pictures of the same face saying, and I told someone. That's viral. And that's how we bring the gospel message to the world. This isn't just mathematics. As we all know, not everyone comes to a living faith in God just because we share ours. But nobody comes to a living faith in God if we don't. People have to open their hearts not just be open to it, that's too passive, but open their hearts as a fertile place to receive the seed of faith that God gives. Here's how Jesus explains the meaning of the parable of the sower a few verses later in Matthew 13, beginning at the 18th verse. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart this is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while, and when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and another thirty. Here it's the why are you a Christian questions that matter, not the how. The answer to the why questions is the mighty works of God, the presence and person of the Holy Spirit, The answer to the how questions can only come because the same Spirit has opened our sinful hearts to receive the gifts of God. We invite someone to come and see the real thing, and they tell somebody, and they tell somebody. That's how the message of the gospel goes viral. Some people say, I don't talk about my faith. I live it. And that's good. We need people to live what they believe, and that might actually work people might sometimes connect the dots between what you do and Jesus Christ by themselves. But it's unlikely that they will. And it's unlikely that you are showing your faith. You're only showing people that you think you're a good person. That's not enough because A, no one's good but God. And B, no one's good enough to earn heaven. Only a relationship with God can do that. Only faith can do that. Only the faith that produces good works, can do that. Don't let the cart get in front of the horse. Faith comes before good works. Putting the cart in front of the horse doesn't lead people to faith. People come to faith when they see your why before they see your what. At some point, we have to connect the dots. We have to name the name of God in order for people to come to a living faith in God and not a standard of good works by which they feel only the burden of never being sure if they have been good enough. How do we make our message of redemption viral? First, we can't change human nature. We can only appeal to a better one. Second, we can only pronounce a work of healing when people pronounce a word of their own disease. Third, we have to name the name of Jesus and invite people to know him. Someone you know, a friend or a relative, might be ready to respond right now. One of my favorite stories is a classic stewardship story from Garden Grove in Orange County. Reverend Robert Schuler was raising money for the construction of the Crystal Cathedral. The building was reportedly going to cost $16 million, a huge sum of money now and a staggeringly large amount then, especially for church construction. One morning, the pastor of a Lutheran church in Garden Grove opened his paper and read that a member of his congregation had given a million dollars to the Crystal Cathedral Building Fund. He called the member and asked if he could meet him for lunch. After some small talk, the pastor said, you know, you've been very generous to our church, and I'm very grateful and appreciative of your generosity. But I saw in the paper this morning that you gave a million dollars to Reverend Schuler's church, and you've never given anywhere near that amount to your own church. And I wondered why. The man looked a little surprised and said, because he asked me. It often works the same way with sharing our faith. There are likely people that you know right now who just need to be asked who want a story to tell about how they received the gift of faith and who would respond to your story and your invitation. They just need to be asked. They need your invitation to come to their epiphany. We're still in the epiphany season in the church, a season in which we celebrate the manifestation of God. Encourage someone you know to get out of the way and give their heart, their inner self, to God to get out of the way and receive the manifestation of God's gift of God's self, the epiphany in a transformed life. That is how the good, good news of Jesus Christ goes viral. Today, let's remember to pray that we may be God's instruments to do God's will in all things. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at the revs David and Sally, at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burk at all, and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have currently available and support the church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders, pray for them, and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline, reach out, you are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio.